Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2023. If you like what you hear today, make sure to follow us at Boom or Bust NRL on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome to our Round 7 Teamless Tuesday podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and tonight I'm joined by the uh, very frustrating Nick Lord, who's going hello in the background. How you going, Nick? G'day, man. How's it going? Good. Good. That's good. And I'm also joined by Mitch Brown, who is our expert physio, and the other guy who's annoying me by going hello as I'm trying to start the recording. Hey, Mitch. I, I didn't do hello during during the actual start, but I'm good, mate. I'm good. No, you didn't. You just you just tried to put me off the game every week, these guys. That's <laughs> no, so easy. It's so easy. Here I am. I do all the recording, all the work, and you give me a heart. Anyway. All the I'll work. Cry it later. On, mate. Yep. No. Oh, look- I reckon he does do a lot. No, nah, Nick's been stepping up this year. So, anyway, guys, let's talk about a week in fantasy. Nick, how'd you go? I think I went, we, I think we sort of worked out about average because I didn't really go backwards. I got a 905, so still top 3,000. I just lost 100 ranks this, this week, so I'm not too disappointed. No, that's that's pretty consistent, mate. Like in a week where a lot of guys flopped pretty hard, that's awesome. Mitch, how yeah, about you? Bad. Uh, 929, so I thought I did poop, but apparently I claimed... Cleaned up uh, 3,500 ranks. I'm up into the top 6,500. So coming back, fellas. So bad. Less, the less nuggety. Given, given I was at 25,000 or 30,000 at one point, can't complain. That's it. Turned it around. And uh, look, I, I wasn't sure how my week was going, but uh, I, for once, you know, we'll talk about things we got wrong, but this week my bench was not wrong and I got a 977. So up in the top thousand again which is nice place to be yeah 819 hopefully guys if you listen at home follow that value process and uh, you'll have a good week every once in a while and feel happy about life so anyway guys thinking about things we did get wrong let me kick off last week i apologized for saying that josh king you know i i thought he was a dud he turned out to be playing really well well last week he just showed back to being a dud and so with with the pack back intact he showed his back around a 45 average player so Josh King, get out of here, man! Uh, if you bought Yeated. him, yeah, that's it, exactly. And uh, same with Leo Thompson, Mister Plotter. You know, everyone's he's. We, to- we did say it was a friggin' plotter, though. Like I'm pretty sure we said that. that exactly, he did have a few good games, but this week he pulled out a mighty 43. So 43? as the as the 43 as the starting prop. So like okay, but you know, I'm not being thrilled here. So anyway, that's me. How about you, Nick? Mate. Um- I lost the first sandwich bet of uh, 2023. The Panthers smashed Manly 44-12, and I had Manly plus five. So I have to send Mitch a DoorDash this week. That's it. I feel bad about that. I I really feel like I've stolen from you because that was that was worse <laughs> than the time you took the bet that Storm wouldn't finish in the top eight. Like that was egregious, mate. This um, I need to apologise only- for saying Manly was good because they're poop. The line was only nine. Yeah, mainly just a bit injured, I think. Um, they're just missing a couple of key players. And they keep getting guys, I think, injured mid-game as well, which doesn't help either. But I, su- I suppose that's happening to quite a lot of teams at the moment. So you just got to adapt, right? That's it. Though it showed you that KO Weeks has some work to do before he becomes a frontline player because they were just running at him all night, him and Tuolagi. He's a little man. He's yeah. a little man. That's it. And then Tuolagi, he seems to, I don't know whether he's injured or what, but his lateral was not very good. He Worst tackle I've ever seen on Dylan. He just kind of couldn't believe that he just walked over the line for the first yeah. try. Anyway, uh, Mitch, mate, I, I know that uh, you did pick right on the Panthers, but you picked wrong on a certain player. 
Look, I'm a bit worried that I could be proven right in the mid to long term, but at this rate, I think I have to apologize for the uh, attacking fantasy bitch, Reese Walsh, who cracked out 52 in a team that really struggled to string together any attack. Uh, he still was able to, to produce those attacking stats. His base stats are still not great, but it seems like his attacking stats are becoming base stats. And, uh, you know, the Broncos only put on 14 points, but he was able to pile up over 50. So I feel bad to all those fantasy listeners out there who, who didn't get on him uh, because he, I said not to. He got 64, mate. So Yeah, I said he got over 50. Oh, he got over 50. I got you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a really, that's, a, that's a top-notch score. Like, he's one of the best fantasy performers at fullback this year, and I called him a bitch. So that's not that's great. A, that's 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 a serious whiff. I hope he takes it. He can play as well as he likes, but I need him to take it turn for the worst in his fantasy performance because it's not looking good. I must say, I'm, I don't know that he's likely to repeat the 12 tackle breaks again. <laughs> so Yeah, that, that is pretty outrageous. Yep, that's it. I think he was But I've been to- saying that all year, right? And he continues to do it, so. Very true. All right. Well, guys, let's have a look at the leagues. So, boom and bust overall. Green Shoes Tulligans is still third overall, 56-41. Mate, well done to you. Uh, and, mate, I had a good week in the Chaos Mode head-to-head and Mitch's Competitive League number two because I'm winning both for this week, 977 as the best score. But, Mitch, in your other, in your league, mate, who got the best score there? Well, it was nearly me. I was off by four points, but Drunken Dragons pipped me by four points at 9.33. But I'm pretty happy to say I tuned up to Brothers, who is known to be one of the better players in our league. So, <laughs> mate... Take that. Uh, you got tuned up by me. That's never a good thing. That's like getting beaten by the Dragons. Um, and uh, so... As the Titans almost found out. Yeah. He's moved up from Nick's league into mine and he's currently 105, 1 and 5, the poor bastard. So, it's uh, it's a little bit tougher up in the in these high divisions, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Elias. Anyway, uh, all right. Nick, how about your leagues, mate? How are they going down there? Any any thousand filth scores this week? Nah, nothing filthy this week. But VB Onways with a solid nine sixteen, Emergen Mustangs with a nine thirty seven. So they're two solid scores. Awesome, excellent. Now, Mitch, let's get on to the injuries. My yep. goodness, uh, there were a few this week that I had to throw in there. What's happening? So let's start off with the two easy ones. Jaden Braley and Adam Dewey here are both out for the seasons with ACL. So not great for either of them. I feel really bad for Adam Duehi. That's his third one, and that's getting close to uh, career for him. So hopefully it's not. Uh, Griffin Neem, bit of an unusual one. He's had a cricoid fracture, which I actually had to look up uh, what that was to make sure that it wasn't an error from used to because I thought it might be a coracoid fracture, which would even be even more unusual. But he's had a fracture to his larynx, so he's going to be out for at least eight weeks is what he's been lift- listed as. Fletcher Breaker, that's a Category 1 HIA, so we'll see him in 11 days. Brent Naden, live. I thought this was an AC joint. It's turned out to be a broken collarbone. Uh, Stu, do we know if that's going to require Require surgery? No, Mitch, we don't. Okay. Six weeks without surgery and eight plus with surgery. So at this point, let's say no surgery for Brent Naden, but he did look like he was in a lot of pain. Jordan Rapanis. So, Catherine HIA and a big head gash. He'll be out for at least a week. I wouldn't be surprised if he took the extra week with that head gash. He um, copped, copped a knee to the top of his head and it looked pretty nasty. And as, as thick a skull as Jordan has, I'm sure there was a bit of bruising on that brain, brain for him. Josh Adokar, this was one of the nastiest 
ones of the week. Syndesmosis plus MCL. The MCL we're not too worried about, but the syndesmosis will require surgery. That's going to be at least eight weeks for him. So generally with that um, loop tie they do now for the syndesmosis, it's about a 72-day recovery. So it's going to be between that eight to 10-week period for Josh, and I would expect that to affect his play when he comes back. Carl Lawton, we know he has a shoulder injury, just don't know what, so we'll keep you updated in that space. Ruben Garrick's a Category 1 HIA. Tommy Turbo, I warned you all not to get on the start on him at the start of the season. He's shown no, no really feel any different. He's out with back spasms at the moment. If you own him, bit of a mistake there. You probably need to ride the lightning for a little longer, and if you don't, stay away probably for the rest of the season, I would say, but I'm sure we're going to talk about him a little later. Tommy Flegler, Category 1 HIA, as is Jared Wallace. They'll, again, be out for 11 days. Milford, we've had an update. He has not required surgery, so we're assuming that it's a Grade 2 hamstring. That'll be between six and eight weeks. James Fisher-Harris, Grade 2 MCL. We're looking more towards that six-week period for him. And Toby Rudolph, Stu and I were thinking that there was a foot injury. It looks like earth toe. That's nasty, as we talked about with Dewey last week. His is actually going to require surgery, so that's between two and six months. It has a very variable outcome there, so we'll have to watch Toby. He could be back later this season, we, we or saw he might him, be gone to the duration. Saw him on, uh, I think it was Sunday night uh, with Matty Johns, and yes, he had the foot in the cast, so uh, propped up on the couch. Yeah, not great at all for Toby. That's not a nice injury. Tamari Martin, fractured fibula. Once again, Stu, surgery or not? Do we know? Uh, no, not sure yet, but uh, I think they're probably still assessing it. I would imagine that they had to travel him back overseas. Yeah, it, it depends on the x-ray, but obviously we're not privy to that. So we'll say between six and eight weeks and that sort of pending surgery. And then Wade Egan with that category one HIA. So probably the biggest ones there, boys, as far as fantasy is concerned is Tommy Drojevic, Adam Dwayne, and Jaden Braley. I mean, the top two are easy. They're cells, and heck, you shouldn't have gone on Tommy Turbo to begin with. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's showing up as eight weeks here uh, at the yep. last at the last thing for Tamara Martin. So, so we're probably assuming a surgery there. I would say that's it. Excellent. And uh, yeah, with that Wade Egan one, guys, I know that we the concerning thing around there is that that was a big head knock that he took, and it's his second in six weeks as well, Mitch. So. That's, you start to get worried at that point, don't you? These guys just keep yep. on, they, they seem yeah. to be magnets for them. There is some type of propensity. It's sort of an ongoing uh, thing that's being conducted in the sporting realm. We know about Kalen Ponger and his propensity and the tests he's undergoing in Canada. Once I start to see a few, particularly when the head knocks don't seem to be quite as bad as what they should be with those category one and twos where they are being ruled out for the game. I start to think there might be a little bit more to it. So yeah. you'd probably look to stay away from Wade at this point. That's it. Unfortunately, it's my starting hooker in my draft team. So, But, you know, I, for, for Wade, I'm almost certain it's a technique issue because he takes the... It's not like the Kalen Ponga where he barely gets touched. No, uh, all, all the boy He absolutely crunched. <laughs> yeah. yeah, poor head. Anyway, guys, let's move on to the naughty corner. So judiciary this week, only one guy. Of course, it's the dragon, Francis Molo. So... You know, he copped a grade two careless high tackle. It's his third and subsequent offense. So he played guilty, but he's out for three matches. Uh, everyone else this week, guys, is fines. The guys that we've got to be worried about, let me just talk about especially the guys with third offenses. That is Mitch Kenny, who's grade one careless high tackle, uh, pays $3,000 to play the game. And Victor Radley, exact, grade one dangerous contact, exactly the same. So with these guys, I'm pretty sure after this, uh, any any grade two that they're going to cop, it's going to be like four to five weeks. So that's where you really got to start watching 
players in your sides, you know, if they just make bad accidental contact, grade two, that's sell time. So keep an eye out. But look, guys, I know that we talked last week where we were starting to think about what are we going to do coming up to the big buy rounds. And a large part of that involves Origin as well, because Origin this year is rounds 13, 16, and 19, and obviously affects availability around those times and possibly if they back up. So Nick this week has put together uh, this great work on who we think that the Origin players will be, as well as the implications for them for fantasy. So Nick, how about you take us away? Mate, welcome to the Origin Corner. Um, We're probably monitoring this sort of bi-weekly to see if there's any real movements or injuries that could sort of impact this, but... I'll just run through the two squads that I've got at the moment. And um, if I've got anything that's absolutely crazy, just give me a shout-out. So I go through Queensland first. At the moment, I've got fullback. I've got Reese Walsh, left wing. Murray Tolangi, left centre. I've got Valentine Holmes. The other centre, I've got Dan Gagai with Xavier Coates, the right winger. In the halves, DC and Munster. They sort of pick themselves, I think. Mm. The prop hooker-prop combo of Tino. Um, you've got... Ben Hunt or Harry Grant with um, Ben Hunt or Harry Grant on the bench. And then you got Josh Papaliti. Back rows, you got Kurt Capewell and Jeremiah Nanai. And then you got Paddy Carrigan locking the scrum. So um, any the only real issues I see there is whether you got Selwyn Cobbo or Corey Oates taking Murray to the Lungies wing. Mm. Um, and Reese Walsh, you've got the option of putting Pong in there if he's fit and firing by them. Yep. Or I, even I, moving I, Munster to there. That's and um, them playing, you know, potentially a Tommy Dearden or a Sam Walker at 5'8", potentially. That's, yeah, oh, look, they could certainly do that. The only other one is I think Kurt Kate will uh, will probably fight out with Felice Cafusi, I reckon, for that edge spot, depending on how they're going. Uh, Felice Cafusi is a right edge, so he'll be fighting oh. out with Jeremiah, don't I? Oh, yeah, but last last year I think they, they crossed over a little bit, but I do get your point there. So yeah, I, yep. I, I reckon uh, um, they could play either. I don't think Cable's done anything to lose a spot, but yeah, Kafusi might be a bench guy. So for the other three bench spots, I've got Harry Grant slash Ben Hunt. So I've got uh, Collins, so that's Lindsay Collins, that is uh, David Zafida, and Ruben Cotter. I'm not really mm. certain on any of those three guys because the other contenders are Jai Arrow, Tom Gilbert, Tommy Dearden, Felice Kafusi, Jermaine Hopgood's a bolter, I suppose. Christian Welsh is a somewhat incumbent. You got uh, the hammer potentially as a fourth as another sort of option there um, to, to some back coverage, and then you've also got Sam Walker there lurking as well to be sort of that eighteenth man coverage. Yep. Um, any other guys that missed there for eighteenth man? No, look, or just that, other contenders. No, look in my list that I put together. Yeah, I definitely had a guy like Tommy Dearden as eighteenth man in there too. So or hammer, depending on how they go, because you do okay, have Ben sweet. Hunt in there who can play half at a pinch. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I think um, I think they'll go with three forwards with uh, the hooking option there on their bench, so wouldn't be too surprised Worked in that sense. Year. I think so. So for the New South Wales, it sort of picks itself at the moment. Um, Teddy at fullback. Uh, Daniel Tupu with uh, Josh Adakar's injury. I think they'll probably do Daniel Tupu with Joey Suwali'i being the other option there. Uh, Latrell Mitchell and Turbo in the, in the centres. Brian Toto on the other wing. I think Nico Hines and Cleary are the lock-in for the halves at the moment, despite Luai being the incumbent and the halves partner. Um, yeah, I think the next couple yeah. of weeks it'll certainly be very interesting. If Hines plays well, it'll be hard to leave. I just don't think you can leave Hines out. And playing on the bench is just silly. I think yeah. Luai's also been found out the last Origin season and this 
this year without the backing of a ridiculous left Panthers edge. Like as soon as he has a, a fair matchup, he's not even half the player, right? No, no. And and Nico can do it all. Like he can run, pass, kick, tackle. He's got he, a great footy brain. Yeah, yeah, he's got plenty of time. He's not rushed. He makes yeah. the game easier on everyone it's else. And- only defensively that he'd have a slight question mark over him. But again, you, you pick him and, and you pick the guy outside him to look after him, which in this case would be Liam Martin. He'd do a pretty good job. I think the main thing for Luai as well is that uh, the right edge is sort of intact there for the um, origin um, with Liam Martin there So and Cleary. So I, I don't think... Um, They'd be too worried. Yeah, I think putting Hines on the left makes a, a lot of sense personally. Mm. Anyway, so I've got uh, Payne Haas and Jake Javoyevich as the starting props with uh, Cook and Appy running the same sort of system as Hunt and Grant with one of them on the bench, one of them starting. Uh, the, uh, Cam Murray, Liam Martin on the edges and then Isaiah Yo picks himself as a lock. So uh, Junior Paolo as well is an absolute lock for a bench roller, I think. Mm. Um, so there's really two spots being fought out for. So... Um, take your pick between Ring, Campbell Gillard, Ryan Madison, Jack Whiten, Jerome Luai, Eddie Burden, even Stephen Crichton, Angus Crichton, um, the Safidi brothers, uh, Tony Staggs, Campbell Graham. Um, there's not many uh, middles and back rowers like we usually have for New South Wales. So I think um, if they want to go three forwards, I think you're sort of stuck with uh, Campbell Gillard and Madison at this stage, guys. What do you think, Stu? Uh, yeah, look, that'll uh, Daniel Saifidi, I think, because he's shown that he can do it before. So he could come in there. Uh, and obviously, Angus Crichton, depending on his return, he's probably two to three weeks away from playing. But I guess let's see. I am not. I don't think he'd be picked game one, but I think he'll be there some point in conversation. Just trying to think, if you could move um, Cam Murray to the bench, who could be a starting edge potentially because Murray's just such an impactful bench player. Mm. Um I don't know who could play left edge for New South Wales, if I'm honest. We used to have so many back rowers, and now we just don't have many that you're really confident in. Oh, what about uh, Olakwatu? Can you play for us? Uh, yep, Olakwatu, Hudson Young. Uh, there's a few nah. others out there. No, I'm not, not, not Hudson Young. Yeah, Olakwatu is certainly a guy who, who could play for the team. He's a right edge, but Martin could play left Martin edge. can play anyway. both sides. You'd leave him on. Yeah. Okay, so in, so it's all nice to talk about all this sort of stuff, but what's the fantasy relevancy here, guys? So the way I've sort of broken it down is you've got, uh, if you're picked for Origin, I've split it up into whether you play five games, four games, or three games. And so in terms of the Origin players, which are sort of the best players in the league, the Broncos, Panthers, Roosters, Storm, Titans, Dolphins, Warriors all play five games, um, which is really good. So that means your Haas's, Carrigan's, Reese Walsh, Kirk Capewell, uh, for the Broncos, uh, Nathan Cleary, Isaiah Luai Toto, Martin, Stephen Crine, if he gets picked for the Panthers, Teddy and Lindsay Collins for the Roosters, Munster, Grant and Welsh, if he gets the nod for the Storm, uh, Tino and David Fafita, if they get the nod, and then Hammer Kafisi for the Dolphins. There's no obvious Warriors um, origin players eligible. <laughs> so what? What I mean to say there, guys, is if you pick any of those guys from those teams I just mentioned, I think they're good pickups regardless because essentially you're not getting reamed um, in terms of their origin and availability. They're playing at least five of the eight games um, in the best case scenario. So that doesn't um, account for if they miss any games due to just rest. So if one of these games goes to overtime or if it's just absolutely super intense, uh, we, we were speaking off air that you know, potentially it's IEO or some of these medals, like um, 
you know, they might need a, a break, like a Tino or something like that. So uh, we just have to, have to wait and see on those. But um, your you absolute guns like Cleary and Munster, they're really good pickups now, in my opinion, because they only missed those three games um, that, across the eight origin game period. Yeah, they've really looked after the top origin uh, teams this year. So the yep. Bron- Broncos, Panthers, Roosters, and Storm uh, have a really nice run through that period. So... Uh, I guess if you're listening at home, part of it is is that about going over that eight-game period where we've got all these major and minor buy rounds. Uh, these guys should play five out of those eight games, which is uh, obviously they will miss 13, 16, 19 if they play all three Origins, but they're eligible to play five others, which is pretty awesome. Mate, it's sweet ass. So um, that, turns, that kind to- of changes my mind about a couple of guys that I've, I've been a bit worried about picking up Cam Munster, right? Even though he's been in yep. great form, like really good form. It's like, oh, can I? It's like, yes, okay, maybe I can. I like it. Thanks, Nick. Yeah. No, I, even Harry Grant as well, you know. You just think, okay, sweet. Um, fantastic pickup even because you're not getting absolutely reamed. So um, in terms of guys who play four games, so only half the games over the eight-game origin period, uh, we're looking at teams of the Bulldogs, Cowboys, Dragons, Knights, Rabbitohs, Raiders, Seagull, Sharks, and Tigers. So the big names we're looking at is, you know, the Fox and Burton for the Bulldogs, uh, Holmes, Nanai, Cotto and Deedon for the Cowboys, Benny Hunt for the Dragons, Ponga and Gagai for the Knights, Murray, the big three of Murray Cook and Latrell for the Rabbitohs, Jack Whiten and Josh Papali'i for the Raiders, Turbo, DCE and Gerbo for the Seagulls, and Nico Hines is the only Sharks player, and Appy is the only Tigers player. So... Um, what it does, it sort of cools the jets on Nico Hines being a really nice pickup because he's. I just, I just think he has to be in the squad somewhere, if it's fourteen or if it's six. But he just that extra game he's missing across then it just makes you just sort of want to pick him up round twenty now rather than round fourteen like we were potentially planning, right, Stu? Well, look, I'm certainly, I'm only planning. I'm not looking to pick him up this week like a lot of people are. I think I'll wait till round 14 because that way if he does miss origin contention and the Blues win game one, you know, where they don't change going into round two, I reckon he could be a pickup then. Even if, and if the Blues lose game one, you know, and Luai doesn't throw a blinder, basically, uh, at that point, I will also not be picking up Nico Hines for sure. Because I, 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 totally I reckon agree. even if he doesn't make game one, he'll probably make game two or three if the Blues are losing. 100%. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um. Your other guys to probably look at selling, your Cam Murray's, he's only going to play half the games. There's likely to be rested. Um, plus, he, mentioned to- plus he has an extra buy uh, round 26 as well. So he won't have... Yeah, so I would say that your Cam Murray's definitely a sell because he'll also get rested. So he might yeah. only play two or three games total. Potentially, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it's not great, but uh, good for the Blues. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, other guys I just wouldn't consider is Tommy Trevojevic, we mentioned earlier. I just don't think you can touch him now. Um, he only plays four games. He could get injured. It's just the risk is just too high. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anyone else. Matty Burden, I don't think he's going to get picked, so I think he's actually a really good buy because um, he's only going to miss two games across the origin period, not four. Yep. Um, but that's sort of a swing player. But that brings us to the Eels guys who – any. 
Eels Origin players that will only play three games across that eight-game period. So that makes you Ryan Madison, who we saw as a really good target because he plays rounds 13, 16, and 19. He's going to miss all those of you players' origins. So I've got him penciled in in that last bench role Mm -hmm. for that middle-edge sort of combo guy at the moment, considering there's no Angus Crichton. There's no one else in the competition really standing up. Keon Kalomatanga is the other one. Oh, I forgot him. 100%. Okay. No, I was just thinking it through. I was thinking through the other guys. It's him or I reckon it's him or Keon. I, I, I reckon Olaquad is too much of a defensive liability. Brilliant in attack. An absolute stud. But I reckon Kalomatangi uh, would probably actually be good on that left edge there. Yep. Yep. But he's a right edge, but yeah. Oh, yep. fine. Move Lee Martin. I, I don't care. They, I don't know. Well, I'm talking about a bench role, though, so I think... Um, oh, well, in that case, you can play him yeah. wherever you want, like, like th- through the middle. Like I'm saying, if he had to come onto an edge, you, he can play on an edge or he can play through the middle. Yeah, so... Um, but I, I think they go Madison because he's played there before. He, they, they picked him last year. He's in, He's been great they for panned him after. Role. They panned him after one game, though, remember? He didn't come back. Don't know where they shot his ball. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't great in origin, but... Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll find, find out. It's certainly a risk. You, if you buy Maddo this week, if you turn a hop good into bust. it really <laughs> is. It's either going to be one of the best trades of the year, right? Or you're going to be crying into your Wheaties. Mate, he's he's good value, which we'll get onto later, but just keep this in mind when you're picking up players. We'll see if we can get a graphic up to sort of explain all this sort of stuff, but yeah, yeah it's pretty ugly. Um, now, the... the the spanner in the works here, guys, is this bloody 18th man business because the previous theory for the last couple of seasons with the 18th man is that um, they'll pick buy round players. So the stem, stem by guy, they'll just pick off the buy round. But, you know, we're chatting off air and Stu sort of thinks that they'll just pick the best man available based upon the amount of HIA. So um, they want to win, both Billy and Freddie. So we definitely think that. Any of these players could be picked as well across those, even if they're not a lock for the 17. So it just adds a bit more risk for your utility sort of guys. Like your, even if Luai isn't picked in six, he could be picked in 18, you know, or, mm. or Hines, even if he's not six or 14, he could be 18 as well. So, or, or, or a Matty Burton. Like, so like Paps was a few times. Absolutely. Campbell Graham, you know, he's been 18th man once or twice and it's just, Really tricky. Um, so just stick to your Kiwi boys, eh, Stu? That's it. Look, if Turbo's injured, Campbell Graham's almost a lock, I reckon, to start on an edge somewhere, on that right edge, because he's, he's one of the few genuine right edges. And at the moment, you'd almost pick him at centre and you'd move Turbo onto a wing, wouldn't you? Like, uh, that way you could run the back line that you really want. I would. Yeah. So definitely, uh, guys, just be watching out. If you guys are available for Origin, it's why some of the New Zealand boys are so popular to buy at the moment, or the Englishmen, because they don't play Origin. So uh, get on to some of those. Just not Victor Radley, because he's he's on his last <laughs> leg with the judiciary. It's it's like being Origin, except he could be called up any time to spend a few weeks out. <laughs> All right. Oh, the, the, the great Englishman, Victor Radley. <laughs> First time he saw the countries when he landed to play there. All right. Um Guys, let's look into the into the teams. Thanks for that, Nick. Uh, and look, I reckon, yeah, we should, probably should get a graphic out because that would be super handy for people to use as like a reference guide. So we'll see how we go. But let's look at the games, guys. We have the Dolphins, guys. Who picked the Dolphins at fourth after six rounds? 
But here they are up against the Rabbitohs in 10th, who we kind of did pick because they have a really tough run. So, Nick, take us away. What's happening with the Dolphins? My boy, Cody Nikarima, he's been cleared after to play after escaping a bear for that lifting tackle, um, which was a bit ugly. He got uh, binned for that, which sucked. Uh, Jesse Bromwich makes a timely return from illness, pushing Mark Nichols back to the bench. Uh, meanwhile, Jared Wallace is out due to concussion protocols with JJ Collins, a new man on the bench. Nice. For the Rabbitohs, uh, Alex Johnson returns from concussion. Uh, Isaac Thompson has overcome that ankle injury. He suffered last week to line up on the other wing. A big boost for the Bunnies. Jairo returns from hamstring injury, and he goes straight into prop, uh, which is a bit of a... <laughs> didn't see that one coming. Um, for Tavita Totola, who is out with that knee injury. So uh, a few changes for a pretty steady um, rabbit aside. So I'll, I'll kick it off with Cody Nicarima, 243k. I brought him in last. So he copped that penalty sin bin for a minus seven pretty quickly. Um, Katoa is doing most of the general kicking, which limits him, unfortunately. I bought him in a hole for a few weeks yet until he uses, loses his spot as he's in that career. 36.8 in the halves with only 4.5 kick meter points. So really, worst case scenario in my mind, he's a low 30s type of guy. He's priced at 17. So really solid option if you need a cheapie. A um, couple of interesting ones uh, for the backline guys. Jermaine Asako, 609k. He's averaging 52.8 this year. Uh, I just I just couldn't believe it. So the tries are coming in surges. He's got a double in rounds one and three and a hat-trick last week versus the Cowboys. Mm. The 80 he scored in round five versus the Dragons was one try and three line breaks and a whole bunch of other cool attacking stuff. But he's just in really good form in the Dolphins team. They're getting good ball in good attacking positions to finish those backline movements. Um, in 2018, in his uh, really his debut season... He averaged 33.5 on the wing with Bennett, back of the Broncos. Um, he averaged 26.7 from the wing for the next four years after that without Bennett. Oof. Now, Bennett's publicly backed him and really believes in him. Uh, it's clearly evident in his performances and the style of play for the the Dolphins. So I think he's actually not a bad option as a wing fullback, as a goal kicker, as a finisher for a decent team. Um, we'll wait and see if they'll run out of puff. But at the, at the moment, I just can't really fault him as a, as a pickup option for your wing fullbacks considering it's just carnage at the moment and people are getting sick of some pretty dud scores in the moment. Um, any disagreement there, Stu? No, look, Asako has been very good. He's been very solid. I worry about his price. He's sort of in that Greg Marzi, Jacob Coraz territory where it's like, when does it fall down the other side? But look, he's with a 16 break even. Uh, it could be a couple of weeks until he does it. So he'll do pretty well this week. He'll be up against Alex Johnson, who isn't necessarily the best defender of all time. So I reckon he'll he'll eat pretty well this week. So, you know, if you think that the Dolphins will do pretty well against the Bunnies, he could be a buy. The only issue is the party ends if he has a really bad week, just due to the fact that his price is so high. So Yeah, he's just that goal kicker, which just gives you that security I, blanket for a I, decent attacking team. For sure, which I do like. So, Asaka there, unlike Karaz and these other guys, Marzu, he does have a better base, which we like. Um, Absolutely. My awesome. last one, uh, Campbell Graham, 670K, got 78 this week, 22 break even. We just keep banging on. He's a legit keeper with a, nearly a 54 average this year. Um, I worry about Origin, that's how well he's playing. So, in mm. that case, I'd probably stick clear at the moment um, and just wait and see for another few weeks. So, if he doesn't play Origin, he'll be a good buy, but at the moment, he's just uh, quite expensive. So, yeah. Well, at the moment, you'd pick a fit Campbell Graham over a, a busted turbo, wouldn't you? Absolutely. No, no, no question. Awesome. 
Uh, Mitch, if you're with us, mate, we've got to talk about the man, the myth, the legend that is Latrell Mitchell. Showed yeah, up mate. this week for about 40 minutes, so he got a ton of points. <laughs> well, he did, but if you look at the tries, right, I thought the involvement was still fairly low and it really was a case of him just being kind of there in support at the right time. I'd want to see a lot more stuff off the ball and some of those tough runs before I'm convinced. And, and to see it against a good side, the injury does seem to be hampering less, but I wouldn't sort of see this as the Latrella's turn the corner type of game. It was his 150th, and uh, it was against a beaten-up Bulldog. So I wouldn't get too excited about Latrell just yet. And we know that not only is he an injury magnet, he's a suspension magnet. And at a time where you're trying to find a consistent fullback, <laughs> I don't think he's the answer to that. Uh, um, the other part about that, so he's got the Dolphins this week. His next three are the Panthers, Broncos, and Storm. I, I just don't think you can touch him this season, but if you were going to, it would have to be after Origin, right? Uh, look, if if you're going to pick him up, it's got to be this week, and you've got to hope that he pushes out a decent score prior to Origin. I don't think you can pick up South's guys who are Origin players uh, and try and hold them through that Origin period no. because uh, they just lose too many games. Uh, Isaiah Katoa so we spoke about this last week and it's almost irrefutable at this point his ceiling seems to be that high 20 low 30s I think he's almost valued out and, and my comparison this year for him would be Lachlan Elias of 2022 so yeah. um, I'm, I'm getting pretty close to sell stations right there like he's valued now at uh, has he 300 three, yeah 300 we boo. might get we no, 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 boo, boo, boo. No way, mate. No, no, no way. If, if he averages a 30, I reckon he's still got another 100k in him, at least. He does. Absolutely. He's got another 150k in him. Do not yeah. sell him. And he no, plays... I'm not saying sell him, but I'm saying, like, this is the expectation, right? Yeah, and you, the expectation you're right. is he's Lachlan Ilias. The expectation is he's Lachlan Ilias. He's learning as he goes. I think that you... He's better than Lachlan Ilias is, I reckon. He, he's better, but he's also younger. He's, he's just a bit raw. He hasn't built those combinations yet. So, And he doesn't have that natural body of work behind him because the Panthers dropped him right down to, you know, the grades last mate, season. Barker, Barker, first 15, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the thing that I do like about him, fellas, is that he does play round 13 and 14, so I'm going to try and hold on to him unless something goes really wrong. Yeah, he's. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying sell, sell now, but I'm saying... You know, temp- temper your expectations. He's not going to be uh, sort of Brad Schneider or anything like that that no. we saw last year. We'll, we'll be lucky to get 400K. Another good comparison would be Jerome Luai 2020. Yes. Another comparison. But but he's drinking all the kicking milkshake now. He is. So, look, I, I'm like hoping... 95% of the kick me is now. What I'm really hoping for is he has one good game where he pulls out a nice try. I'm not sure this is the week, though. I think that the bunnies will put a lot of pressure on him. I think being forced in defense to go, are you going to tackle Koloma Tangier? Are you going to tackle Latrell? Will be a tough one. Anyway, uh, guys, we also got to talk about another guy over here who we got to temper expectations. That's Conley Lemuelu. So, guys, you got a 35. Uh, I know that, you know, people are saying that he's got his spot, but, you know, does he keep his spot when Felice Kafusi gets back? He's playing in his spot at the moment. Nick, what are you thinking? Sorry, I just had to unmute myself. Um,. <laughs> No, hold him. He's definitely a hold. He's disappointing a little bit, but um, yeah. No, no. I, I, I hold it's, him. It's, is he still a pickup? No, I don't think so. Because he's only got like a couple more weeks before Kafusi's back. Yeah, it's it's that concern. Like you don't know how long he's got. 
unfortunately, that no, 48. You're too late to jump on. The 64 and the 48 is a bit of a mirage there. So, unfortunately, for people like me who are going to wait till this week to get on, it's a bit late. Uh, now, guys, Isaac Thompson, he's been named to play this week. With that in mind, he did get a 27 before he came off with an ankle injury. Nick, are you looking to keep him? Break yeah, a 20. I'm holding, I'm holding him. Yeah, I'm not looking to move him. If he was injured this week, I might consider it. But, um, you know, uh, it's so tricky. Like, there's, um, what, Jack Burr this week, who's, you know, uh, defying our expectations. Um, who is. else is really a good value option, let's say, in the center position? There's not too much at the moment. Uh, in center? No, I'm really struggling. It's either top-end options. So, you, uh, who, who cost you a ton of money? And there's there's almost no one cheap, so yeah, no no one's cheap. Yeah, so you're only looking at those more premium guys, Bird, Adam. Holmes, Graham. Yep. Or you roll the dice. Hammer. Imagine owning Katoni Stags each week. Average of thirty nine, oh, but he can just just is like a lottery. So same with Selwyn Cobbo. So silly. What about this junior junior Tupu? Maybe he's super cheap. That Tigers guy shredded the. Uh, what the Eels are saying on the weekend. He, he's still 400k and he's on the buy, but he did look very good. Yeah. He looked very good. So next week I might be having a look at Junior Tupu because he, he is going to keep his spot. For sure. Um, The other thing we got to look at, uh, guys, is Hammer. Guys, I know a few people are like, oh, when's the time to sell Hammer? The time is not now. So he, <laughs> he got a 65. He scored a try in every game so far this season. And he just... He looks like the guy's going to be around the ball. Like his worst score so far has been a 38 against the Knights. Oh, sorry, a 28 against the Dragons, but they were tuned up pretty badly that game. But it looks like he's just going to be one of those guys who, if the Dolphins are doing good things, it's going to be around him. Because the rest of that team is worksman-like, and he's just that X factor around them. So you won't get he won't get a double every week, but I'd still stick on him until, unless there's some massively compelling reason to get off. He, he looks awesome. He's borderline keeper for the season, right? He looks fantastic. Yep. He's, he's the best player on that team by a margin. Yeah, uh, well, it's because the rest of the team works so hard. Like, uh, I was listening to the analysis the other day, and I know that um, a couple of guys were talking about um, how the Dolphins keep it through the middle third of the, f- the field, right? And they just wear out the opposition middles, and then Hammond just runs through against these tied forwards. So they've got these veteran middle forwards who have got the miles on the legs. They can just wear out the opposition. It's nothing fancy. No. That's it. And then once the middles get tired and they compress the line, they then push it out wide to guys like Asako to score in the corner or hammer in the middle. All right. Uh, the other guy, Hamesele, he got a 32. So he is a get on now for us. I'm reckoning he's turned that corner. He's got a 13 break even. Uh, and he's going to be playing big minutes, especially with Tavita Totola out. I know they've got Jai Arrow in there, but I think he's a stopgap. Uh, by the way, we missed, we actually missed the injury uh, for Tavita Totola, guys. So he has a grade two MCL injury, Mitch. So uh, that's kind of a really bad luck of run of luck for him because he's had like the H. Did he cop an HIA, Nick? Was that right? For the score of one? Yeah, not sure, to be honest. Yeah, he co- and then he copped another injury against the Roosters. Like he's just had an absolute shocker. So, guys, the reason why I mentioned Tavita Totolo is because we were talking about him whether he's undervalued at six fifty. So, uh, and now he's at four eighty one. He's got an absolutely massive break even. So, with that in mind, 
Uh, he's lost 150k this year. He's probably going to lose 200 by the time that he turns around. So Tevita Totola, once he's back, will be a very good buy for me. I'm looking to pick him up pre-Origin. The Yeah, anyway, uh, that is it for me. So with that in mind, uh, Nick, what have you got south by? 14, mate. You? I've got them by 19. I reckon Latrell will try a cheeky field goal. Mitch, what have you got? I think Mitch might be on mute if he's... Sounds by 24. <laughs> get it in there like you went on mute and forgot about it. All right, let's get quickly on to the Friday night game, 6 p.m. Get to this game if you're down in the Sutherland Shire because it's Sharkies versus Roosters. It's going to be a good game. I kind of want to get to this. Mitch, you're in? No. Oh, shame. Anyway, uh, look, uh, the Sharkies, so uh, they've got a couple of changes. So Roycey Hunt is into the side. Uh, after Toby Rudolph got that uh, toe surgery. Cam McKenna starts to lock with Dale Finucane out for three rounds, and Wade Graham's back. So on the other side for the Roosters, James Tedesco is back. Jerry Manu's back at centre. Drew Hutchinson is where he should be, which is nowhere near the edge of the field on the bench. And Jake Turpin's out of the 17. Now, Matty Lodge also has been named on the bench for his first game since he got that round one facial fracture. So this goes back to being one of the grosser packs in the league. So, guys, Nick, take us away. Sammy Walker, we were waxing lyrical last week. He got a 35. What happened? Mate, um, uh, he got a 35. He's almost 700K. We liked but didn't love him, so it's not really worth looking at this stage given, uh, you know, I'm hot for Matty Burden. He's cheaper and higher upside, so that's what I'm sort of thinking. Any uh, disagreement, Mitch? Uh not as far as Walker goes. I still think he's the better option over Burton just with where that Bulldog side's at with injury. Mm. But I'm not keen on pulling the trigger. I think we both made the right call by not doing that. And I'm just not convinced this Rooster side's figured it out. I, I think the same issues as last year persist this year is that they just haven't quite figured out that Haas pairing and neither Kiri or Walker has taken the ascendancy and the direction of the team just isn't quite right, which is... Why, by the way, they brought in Cooper Cronk several years ago to lead them to those two premierships. So I, I think either of them, either Burton or Walker, I'm just not keen on either of them at the moment, right? Look, I've got many no. Burton, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm looking fire. at Cam Munster with, you know, licking my lips now that I know that I can buy him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Cam, Cam Munster's probably more intriguing because he's on a, a team that's figured it out and he's, he's a better player than all three of them. Uh, the, the issue with Burton is, and I'm, I'm sure we'll come to him, is that he's on a team that's full of injured injured forwards. And, that's true. Uh, They've they got Josh some guys back this a, week, so, so let's talk about it. But yes, no, Adokar will hurt. Adokar's out. That stings like that. They're pretty good together. Anyway, that's that's my thoughts on it. For sure. The other guys, I've uh, got Joe Manu in the chase. Just avoid them for now, guys. Uh, Manu, he's not a good center option at the moment uh, based upon his historical performance. Everyone knows that. The cheese, he's just a trash fantasy player for now. I think I'll need to see some back-to-back scores just to convince me otherwise that he's not a trash fantasy player for now. So he's I'm, got a huge avoid. I've I've got a little bit of a difference on that. With Jakey Turpin gone, right, and Drew Hutchinson, you know, the world's slowest man, as they found out last week against the Storm, uh, back on the bench, I reckon the cheese will get some very good time. I reckon he'll be, he's back to full fitness, which is why they pulled Turpin off the field. And at 4.67, the DPP, I reckon it is cheese o'clock. He's, he's on my buy list this week. I'm trying to find a way to fit him in. Oh, wow. So, look, we'll, we'll have cheese watch next week. We'll see how I did, hey? I'd need to say two good weeks. 
Fair enough. I'm just saying two good weeks is up to close to 550, 600 almost. So if if they're good weeks. So I reckon this week could be a good week for him because the Sharks will play straight up the middle. Okay, well, he played 63 minutes last week for 31. That's oh, but they pretty got rubbish. slapped. Like the, the, yeah, that's, that's rubbish, though. Oh, week yeah. before, 68, 48 for, in 68 minutes. Like, that's not great. And Brown won. That was the 34 and 59. Like uh, Who was that I'm against, though? Counting, the first week was against the Dolphins. Dolphins. He had his freaking ribs carved in, like, partway through the game. I'm just saying that he did that. Then he was, he was injured, and he was, still wasn't well for the other games. So... Anyway, I'm thinking that it might be rules up fine. But I do get your point. If you don't want risk in your side, don't get the cheese. But I'm getting cheese. No, there's no doubt he's like a 700k player there somewhere. But, you know, I, I think you just need a couple of weeks of, of good scores before you convince. I think you're going to get burnt, to be honest. Okay, I'll give it a go. I think at 467, I'm finding it hard to be burnt. But I do get your point. Uh, well, I'll break it with 34, I suppose. Yeah, yeah maybe. I'm yeah, not getting okay. set on fire over here. However... You know, if I pick him up again, it's, yeah, we'll see. The other guy we've got to talk about, I know we talked about Heinz before, guys. So, look, he's a million bucks. Nathan Clear has shown that he's he's back. With that in mind and the fact that Heinz is likely to miss semi-origin games, the only reason I'd be getting up Nico Heinz is if I did not believe in Cleary and I didn't own Cleary. At that point, I get Heinz and you captain. If you believe in Cleary, go get Cleary. He's basically $100,000 cheaper and... Drinks the exact same amount of milkshake. Just depends on week to week who gets more. Uh, any disagreement with that, Mitch? No, no, fully agree with that. Yeah, and I don't think that you can risk having both of them in your side come round thirteen when they both had the buy. Either way, that's, that's two million dollars cash. Yep. In the- <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Teague Wilton, six hundred and twenty k guys. I've liked what I've seen from Teague Wilton this year. If you're one of those guys who's got Jermaine Hopgood sitting on your edge back row, I think you can do worse than pick up uh, Teague Wilton, Nick. Break even Mate, at 38. You know, I'm a, yeah, I'm a Wilton fan. He's a set him to get sort of uh, edge of the moment. Yeah, it's, I reckon he's a 700, 750k guy, so there's some cash there. But it doesn't matter if there's cash Easy. there, if he's playing well. And just checking the schedule, he misses round 13, but he plays 16. He plays 19. Catch you later. So, yep. I yeah. just traded him in then. Excellent. So, look, Teague Wilton, I like a lot. Uh, the, the only guy I'd be competing with him, like, in that sort of price bracket would be Jackie Bird, and that's a much riskier option, though obviously fixes up centers. Uh, I'd also say, guys, Royce Hunt. Now, this year, Dean, uh, who's friend of the podcast, picked up Royce Hunt. I did not understand Royce Hunt or believe him in at all. But, guys, Royce Hunt, I reckon we've got a week to look at him this week, but you can pick him up because... Uh, he's got a break in the 37, but starting as a starting prop, he actually does pretty well, and he's going to have three months or so to have a go at it. So I'm just pulling up his stats now. I had him up before, and then I looked up someone else in footy statistics, who, which is where I get all of my <laughs> NRL statistics from. So in 2022, uh, when he was playing at prop... A 1 PPM. Yeah, that's it. So he, you know, he, pl- he plays pretty well. Average is sort of in the 30s and, you know, in, in the games where he sort of gets over the 30-minute th- mark, average is 38.9 in 36.1 minutes. So for me... How many minutes do you, do you think he's getting, like 40? I reckon he'll get he'll get pretty close to that exact 40 mark for Royce Hunt. So uh, looking at the bench, I'm just quickly looking at the bench here. Yeah, it's not like they're rolling deep here. So they've got Wade Graham, Jack Williams, Oregon Confusing, Tom Hazleton. So yeah. 
they're not yeah i reckon it's it's time wheels up and roasty hunt uh probably next week you can probably wait a week but it's a good cash down option this week mitch any interest in roasty uh no there are a couple other things i need to deal with but i certainly don't hate it if you pick him up yeah that's it uh look i'll probably start get harmo selly ahead of him this week but roasty hunt uh won't steer you wrong i do not think he's he'll be a very solid buy on that side and he's lost 100k this year so you know how much money he can make because that's what he started at uh because he was priced playing as a front row last year apart from that obviously i've got cheese i'm saying with no turpin it's wheels up obviously the boys disagree but I guess we'll we'll start up cheese watch, see how he's going. Apart from that, guys, look, I've got the Sharks at 30, winning. At 34 break-evens, really turning me. Oh, ah, God damn it. That's right. Anyway, we'll, we'll see how we go. If he, Look, if he was a 45 break-even, I'd wait a week, right? 34, yeah. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, 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 I agree. agree. Okay, look, I've got the Sharks by eight in this one. I think the Roosters, I think it's a danger game, though, for the Sharks because the Roosters, for once, they first game since round one where they got all of their props back. So I, as dumb as it sounds, having a guy, uh, uh, oh, his name, uh, having a guy like Matty Lodge come back into the squad and coming off the bench, that's, that's a huge impact player, right? So they, they could actually improve this week, but I've still got the Sharks by eight at home. Mitch, what have you got? I've got the Roosters by four, mate, for the exact reason you just said. I think with uh, a better pack, Walker's going to look a little better and uh, they've got their proper back line in play. So mm. I think they'll outclass them, to be honest. Fair enough. Nick? Uh, Sharks by four, mate. Excellent. Okay. So, Mitch, then we get to the Friday night game. Seagulls versus Storm. This will be, I don't know what sort of game this one's going to be. What are you thinking? Probably not a good one. Uh, Josh Schuster has been named in the reserves because he's an injury magnet and there's a chance of returning from that quad injury. But for now, coach Anthony Seabolt has gone with the experience of Cooper Jones over the young young, young and KO Weeks, who's back on the bench. There's several other big changes for Manly with Eric sideline to do concussion protocols. Rookie winger Ray Vega has been named in his place. Aaron Woods, lucky Manly has been named to make his club debut off the bench in place of Carl Lawton, who suffered a shoulder injury. Uh, but remarkably, uh, superstar fullback Tommy Turbo has been named despite struggling with back spasms, and that's just purely because he's worth too much them to not play. Uh, handy fullback Nick Meany will sit out this week due to a delayed concussion following his head knock last Thursday. Superstar 5'8 Cam Munster has been named at number one with rookie playmaker Jonah Pazette replacing him in the halves, which... You talked about Jonah a couple of weeks ago. We don't really love that because he's going to be in and out for a week, which means he's not a buy, but he's probably going to make a bit of cash. Oh, mate, it's it's really frustrating because Jonah Pazet, he's he looks like a really good player. So he looks like the, the next guy and a really good hold for Cam Munster over the buy period, but you just can't pick him up now. He's going to be too expensive. So No, you pain. can't. I might kick us off, guys, because we've talked about him a lot. Cam Munster... Look, as far as you know, passing the eye test, I know I bring it up a lot, but the Storm were a different team without him. That's that's how I know how important he is. Well, they he was were out for a, two games. They lost, and they both were terrible. But they were terrible. They mm. weren't just bad. They were just absolutely awful. Uh, and the scary thing is, uh, he went hard during the Origin last year and just wasn't the same player. So my big concern with Cam Munster is the fact that once we get to Origin, which isn't that far away, he was not the same dude when he came back. And it, it is a bit of an issue, guys, that he could just blow his fuse like he did last year. And he really wasn't the same till about round 22, 23. He's high class, 
but I just have a question mark over him as a long-term keeper. And it was something I was thinking about last night when I was writing this up. It's just a little bit of a, a thought-provoking comment, I think, to say that, mm. well, if we get him, Origins a month away, and he, he after that first Origin, he just he wasn't the same man. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's really, what can you get in there? So you got, he has a round eight bike. That's the other hard thing. So you buy him for a week and you miss him. Yeah. Oh, I'm a little bit concerned. I, I don't, I'm not really a fan of uh, Munster, Walker, Allburton at the moment. And I, I wish I had got Fingen Johnson, but I made that bloody rule to not buy any injury prone players. So for now, I actually am cautioning against Munster, just knowing that he does go full on in origin but i do think he's the best of the three we've discussed the other one that we've got to talk about is tommy turbo i said he couldn't be bought at the start of the season i think he's bordering on the i refuse to talk about him level now he is as close to cooked as you would come the poor guy just has one injury after another uh i just and i said it last week i just don't see him going on that 2020 run run again i just can't say it yeah, which is and, good. And look, he'll have games where he bullies certain oppositions, right? They sure. get the ball to him in the right size. Or, and he's still got a great pair of hands on him. But yeah. I did notice in that Panthers game there with just how out of position he was sometimes just because he was lacking that yard of pace, obviously with that back injury. Plus, yep. his, his running's still not right. He doesn't have the absolute off-the-mark speed. No, so, and I mean, I haven't watched any Manly games live, but I just wonder... Um, if he sort of is is a bit sluggish off the ball as we saw in Magic Round last year, yeah, he he certainly was. He was trying to get in position. I watched the Panthers game real closely, because uh, I was I was out at that time, but I, I watched it on replay. So yeah, he, he was he was found out a couple of times where he's just the old Tommy. He would have been in position to make those try saving tackles, and he just wasn't. Sort of only got an arm to a player, and the arm didn't stick. So a little bit tough. Because 20% of players, that's what we've got to talk about him, Mitch. He's, he's, well, he's this is it. We, we have to bring him up, but he, he, people were cautioned about this. He really was high risk, and we're seeing why right now. There are some players you want to roll the dice on, but you're rolling the dice on, on you know, folktales at this point. That's it. You just ain't the same dude. Speaking of guys we rolled the dice on, uh, Sean Kepi. Nick, what happened? Yeah, he's 18th man, so he's a hard sell now. I'm not sure why he's been... An up-and-comer for such a long time now, and, yeah, he's just been benched. Anyway, um, Turbo's brother, Jerbo, um, mm. he's just been really ultra-consistent as always, but he actually represents a, a smidge of value, not heaps, just a smidge, um, with a price target of 750K. Um, he only plays four games over the buy period, so I'd sort of hold off, and I'd look for a round 15 pickup because he's going to miss rounds 13 and 14. So after round 15, I think he's goer because he would have... Um, um, missed most of his buys by then and uh, his origin duties as well. So he's around 15 for Jerbo. And Joshy King, as Stu mentioned, he's just slowing down from that strong start, averaging 61.4 for the first five rounds. Not sure you can buy him now considering he's priced at 49. I think he's more of a low 50s kind of guy with a career 0.74 PPM versus a 0.85 PPM in 2023, which is likely to regress to the mean. So I've just got a bit of a, a void on King. I'd hold him if you got him. Like, you can hold him another two, three weeks, but I just wouldn't bring him in now at that price point. For sure. Okay, guys, for me, uh, Eli Katoa. So he popped off with a 57, so the points got revised a bit later on. So fortunately up for him. I I was watching him uh, near the end of the game, hoping he would 
pick up more points wasn't seeing the points tally rise as i wanted so i'm glad they found those extra couple of tackles that i was protesting against the screen on so he's a hold he's almost moving to keeper territory fellas averaging 51 scored 57 this week no tries just a few attacking stats i i can't think of a reason to sell him can you mitch no i'll be i'll be sitting on this train as long as i can that's it and look doesn't play origin new zealander i'm gonna leave him alone uh i'm gonna hold him through the buy next week uh nick meaty guys that delayed concussion hurts him a little bit I'm not sure I'd sell, but it would be hard to hold considering that he has the buy next week. So that's really a two-game stand down for Nick. So I would probably shift him on. Harry Grant, guys, he's been a bit up and down. We know that he's got one of the best ceilings for a hooker uh, in the game. But in this one, uh, I reckon with both halves back, we will see Grant's return a little bit to the mean. So I would say that the time to get on Grant has now passed, especially with a buy next week origin hopping on trent liero uh 41 he's pretty much cashed out there's probably a week or two more i reckon most teams have bigger problems than trent i would hold him this week if you got him but have a plan to exit next week with the buy now after i said buy 17 times i'm literally checking out making sure they have the buy they got the buy round nine okay so at that point i would hold him till round nine so excellent uh, apart from that, guys, I'm just trying to think if there's anyone else really that we need to talk about here. I think we're pretty good. Like, guys, you're right. Ignore the Xavier Coates Trifest last week, right, Mitch? Yep. Yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't get on. Uh, Bronze and Garlic picked up DPP, but I don't think we particularly care. So with that in mind, guys, we've just got to get to the margin. Uh, Nick, bit of controversy. What do you think is going to happen? I'm picking a draw. I think it's going to be dead heat. Sandwich? No. <laughs> five to one huh five to one no but no i gotta get like 50 to one done oh let me, let me check the odds you, like, oh, <laughs> nick, nick then improves the odds to 51 still thinks that he's getting a raw deal i don't think tab's giving you 50 to one odds on a draw it's uh, you how about you mate uh that's a great question i've got the storm by 10 in this one i think that manly still need a couple of weeks to pull themselves together they're just reeling basically from one injury to another in this team and until it settles yeah, down. As I said, uh, they're five-eighth, can't stay on the field, which is something we talked about round one. And I've got Storm by 14, which uh, brings us, while Nick looks up the uh, TAB stats for a draw, brings yeah, us I'll, to... Yeah, I'll do 50 to one. Yeah, I'll do 50 to one. Is that because Tab's got his like 32 to one or something like that? I think, will there be extra time? Yes, is $15. So that's what that means, right? So we're saying extra time is a draw? Yeah, 80 minutes. 80-minute draw. Not 90-minute draw. 80 minutes. Oh, 50 to 1's a bit scary at 80 minutes. <laughs> oh, fuck it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay, yeah, Nick, put, put, put that one down. 80-minute <laughs> draw. Okay. All right. Well, while you guys are throwing that one out, let me take us through the Saturday game real quick. So we have uh, – there are a couple of big changes with the Warriors. Tamari Martin and Wade Egan are out. So Dylan Walker is in the halves. And Tiny uh, Tawapiki – uh, retains his spot on the bench as a utility. Freddie Lussick lines up at hooker. Tohu Harris returns at lock, though last week he returned at lock two and still didn't play. Jazz Tavangas on the bench. Dylan Wateni Zelezniak missed out on the 17 despite getting four tries in the New South Wales Cup last weekend. So uh, Dallin's obviously struggling because the Warriors are doing so well. And Nick, what's happening with the Cowboys? Oh, mate, I'm at, I'm at the bottom of the dock. Give me a sec. Oh, no, it's all I'm good. Totally lost. It's all good. Look, oh, okay. Mario Tuolagi's back. Jeremiah Nana is 
back from suspension as well. Brandon Elliott is out. And Nenai is back in for Griffin Neem, who suffered that ugly throat injury. Well, Nick, if you're back where the doc is, mate, talk to me about Ruben Cotter. <laughs> um, I'm not lost now. I was just documenting the sandwich bet for future. Oh, okay. Um, Cotter, uh, 678K, 42. Um, last year, guys, this PPM, which gave everyone, got everyone excited, 0.91. Oof, beautiful. 0.79 this year, which is nice, but not. it's not that nice. I think um, he may be carrying something. I've just got him as a pretty strong sell at this stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reese Robson, just a tick under 800K, just hold. I've still got him as a buy. It's value, but we're really buying him for his uh, buy schedule at the moment. So I think he's still got another couple of weeks with good value. Well, especially uh, because everyone who had Jaden Braley to cover the buy period at Oh, Hooker, you're rooted. Exactly. You're rooted. You've got to exit. So... You have to go and pick up uh, uh, Robson now if you want that buy coverage. Yep, 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 totally. And um, Scotty Drinkwater, uh, just chuck a star. He's got a fat break even of 67. So just hold on uh, hold on to him if you got him because uh, you can write it out. But for everyone else watching on the sidelines, watch out for a you know, mid-400s uh, Scotty Drinkwater. It's going to be pretty juicy, I think. Yes. And um, Tommy Chester, just sell him. He's getting no minutes off the bench. If you got him, I'd just get out now if you didn't get out last week. And um, SJ, bloody hell, why isn't he me? Um, yeah, you're the SJ late. guru. No, nah, no, nah, it's, it's too late. It's crazy. You're crazy to get him now. Crazy. 830K, it's a lot of money. That's just too much. You can, can, you can get money. Cam Munster for that money, playing fullback this week, where he exclusively does well. Look, there, there is a strong argument to bring him in because... Um, if the, he plays 13, 14, 15, 17, 18, 19, 20, he only misses oh. rounds 16, oh. which is just like gorgeous. And 12. But I just, well, no, I'm saying origin. Yes, he misses 12. But I'd love um, to see the stat on teams in the top 100 who who got on SJ early. Uh, 90%. Wow. Well, it, it, as a, that's, that's the biggest whiff of the year. And we, geez, Nick wasn't on the podcast to convince us. <laughs> That's it. It's your fault, Nick, that you went there. No, it's your fault, Stu. You just read it off. You wouldn't even read it. Oh, no, that's so no, bad. It, no, everyone else how gave me that, a hard time, how is, mate. How is that you, you know what? You know what, what I'm, you know I'm going to do? I'm actually going to call out Eddie as well. Eddie said, nah. Eddie, uh, our Warriors expert, he just said, nah. And, um, you know, I'm we disappointed. We all shot you down. I, I'll put my hand up, but I shot you down for a legitimate reason. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plead not guilty because he is an injury magnet but the others just shot down your stats advice dude we yep. need to find the reporting oh. of that and, and start putting no I, I shot down chance i'm the one who shot down chance and then as soon as i saw how well he played i got on him so i i recanted you were right on chance mate people are still you, bringing you him didn't in. even let him re- read it out though i, I i'm gonna go find oh, he it. wasn't he wasn't later. here anyway doesn't matter moving on uh guys <laughs> we, we got to talk yeah okay. that'd be right Joshy Karen, <laughs> uh, guys, on the bench this week, so ignore. Tohu Harris, wait a week to get on this week because he's got a 68 break even. If you're selling Hopgood, so Mitch, if you were so, imagine you didn't own Tohu, is it worth selling Hopgood to a guy like Tohu? He, if he should be back this week. MCLs, I think I said it last week, Very MCLs well. are a two to four week in 
during these two weeks maybe as one more. I thought there was a bit of gamesmanship going on from the Warriors the last couple of weeks. I don't think he was ever going to be able to play and they were just trying to duke out the opposition by naming him. So Torhu's an excellent player. Once he comes back, he should be the normal Torhu we know or close on. He plays around 13. I think it's a bit of a no-brainer, but I, I personally would want him to see, to, to see him play this week before I made that trade. Excellent. Like, 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 like uh, wait so until the last you, minute sort of thing. Yeah, unless you've got to sell Hopgood because we know that we want to sell him. Uh, oh, yeah, I think you have the chance to do that, right? Because Eels play after the Warriors. Yep, they do. So you could wait till game time for that. That's it. Which I would suggest you do because it's two to four weeks. So they, he still could be, you know, bailed out last minute here. Yeah. But I don't think so. That's it. You, you want to wait for the 24 hour update. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay, so Jackson Ford, he got a 52 in this one. He got really well revised. Still not too late to cut on him. He's only 462K. Uh, with that in mind, guys, uh, it is still plenty of time to hop on the Jackson Ford train. You've missed out on some cash, 120 grand or so. But um, I reckon there's still two to 300K to be made, right, Nick? Spot on, mate. Yeah, I I'm, I'm can't think of a reason why I'd sell him DPP as well, which is absolute gold this year. Um, Tamari Martin, guys, he got a six. He's got a fractured leg. It's fire sale. Buy whoever else you can. Just eject. Uh, Chance Nickel Clockstad, a guy you could eject too. Still time to get on, guys. I'm calling it here. He plays 13. He plays 14. He's 464K, so he's made $92,000. But it's that consistency here. So, guys, in non-injury-affected games, he's got a 51, a 46, a 41, and another 46. And he's oh, done it against Christ. a variety of guys. Uh, now look, they're you guys runs- talked me out of him. I, I know I did, and so I did. I, I got Nickel Hogstad round two. I picked him up round four, so I've been very happy too. Yeah, me too. So this is the thing, Nick. You also got to listen to us when we talk about trades each week. So Nick's Nick's not been trading, which means he hasn't been getting on all these good guys with us. Uh, the other guy that we're going to talk about, guys, a little bit. I know that some people have been talking about Cole Felt. Uh, it's finally back in the try-scoring form. He's 339K as a veteran winger who's uh, got uh, more closer to a 30-35 average in the game. He's lost 100K so far this year. There aren't really many cheapies around this week. So with that in mind, Mitch, if you had to eject no. from a guy like Sloan, would you be interested in Kyle Felt? Nope, not at all. Excellent. Uh, Nick, any disagreement there? Oh, shit, no. Excellent. Me either. I just I just thought I'd bring it up because I've seen a whole bunch of people going, oh, is the man? And like, man of what? Anyway, moving on. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. You've got to keep an eye out on the guys who've lost the most cash. You just you just have to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, and he's one of those guys, but uh, I test would just say, no, thank you. That's it. So, he's yeah, he's, he's not particularly high on my list either. Uh just like poor old Hayes Dunster got a minus two, who unfortunately is going in the bin for me for at least a little while till I get over it. Um, so, guys, with that in mind, I think that's everyone who we really need to talk about. Um, I'm just having a quick scan. Yeah, that's everyone. So, with that in mind, I've got the Warriors by 10. Mitch, who have you got? Uh, I've got the Warriors as well, mate. I think they're this year's surprise package. They look good. I got them by 12. Excellent. And Nick is literally in the middle of changing his scoring. Who have you got, mate? I got the. I just had a look at the squad for the uh, Cowboys again. They got some big ins this week. Uh, I got the Cows by eight. Excellent. They got uh, two two and Lange back, which is huge. Yes. Uh, um, by not like like Elliot. Um, and you've got um, Nenai. Yeah, Nenai, who's just enormous for them. And you're not playing Griffin Neiman on there, who's uh, 
Griffin Name looked from... really good. It was Cohen Hess who I'd want to get rid of. Mate, Griffin Name, awesome middle, but he does not have any lateral movement, say. Fair enough. Hey, guys, can I draw something to your attention real quick just to digress? In fourth, fifth, and sixth place at the moment, we have the Dolphins, Whitens, and Knights are at eighth. Who saw that coming this year? I know we're only in round seven, but my God, even for that to happen at any point, holy shit. Yeah, that's true. The Warriors, the Warriors are definitely playing above themselves as other Dolphins, right? Where we, the where Titans? We, the Titans, I think, are a mixture of the draw, but you're right, the Titans too. Because remember, they got two buys already, so they got the Dragons and the actual buy. <laughs> good one, Stu. Good one. All right. Speak, speaking of our of our team, mate, take us through your beloved Panthers. Okay, mate. Well, look, uh, uh, Panthers was the same 17 as last week, but I must say Lee Martin and Luke Garner are lurking deep in the squad. And so at least one of them is likely to make the team, probably Lee Martin, looking at that. Depends. They might give him an extra week because, uh, you know, against a slightly weaker Knights side with some injuries. So with the Knights, Jaden Braley is ruptured ACL for the second time in his career. Phoenix Crosland is at nine. Tyson Gamble is returned from concussion at six. But uh, obviously, Kalen Ponga is lurking out there. So he's probably a week away from returning. So with that in mind, guys, we really have to talk about a couple of guys. The one that I really want to talk about, obviously, we've got to talk about the King Nathan Cleary, which is, I guess, if you sold him a few weeks ago for the round three buy, you'd be feeling a bit silly, wouldn't you, Mitch? Yep. We said to stay on him. All hail the king. That's it. Now, I want to talk about Dylan Edwards, whether he's a bit of a pod. Nick, what are you thinking? What? He's your guy. You give me the analysis. No, I, 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 I'm just thinking there. I, I'm just wondering. What, 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 you do. <laughs> well, Stu's just giving me a hospital pass here. <laughs> oh, mate. Okay. Well, well, let's go with this. Jamie Sowen hospital pass. I'm bloody Ben Cray right now. Okay. Well, let's go with this one here. Is that. Okay. In his, in his five games this year, his lowest score has been a 44 versus the Raiders, right? Uh, and the only time that he's got over the white stripe. He got over for four, and he, he chewed down well there. People are hurting for consistent wing fullbacks. I know a few people have been talking about Dylan Edwards. Nick, do you reckon he's too highly priced at 734? Um, Give me a sec. Uh, Mitch, what do you think? I'll just, I'm just going to run some numbers real quick. Uh, I think he's a really interesting pod because he's on a team where the, they're, they're just known contenders. I, I like my winger fullbacks on good teams, so... I don't hate it, but he just cracked out 90 freaking eight points. So he's probably, you know, if you don't do it this week, there's probably not going to happen again for the rest of the season. But he runs hard. It's the first time in two seasons he's not carrying some lame injury in the backfield. You know, in 2021, he had that bloody foot injury, which is giving him all kinds of trouble. He's a, he's a known player on a great team. Yep. And he's but not, he's not going to play abs- Origin. This is the last week. It definitely is. It's 734K break even at 19 and against the Knights. <laughs> yeah, it's the last time to get on. So well, he's priced, priced, priced at 50 and he's averaging nine tackle busts so far this year. That's unsustainable. Like, who's that? Not, that's like Teddy. That's like Teddy, like 2019 or 2018 sort of stuff, you know. Like, yeah. That's crazy. It Everything is. else is fairly consistent. It's mainly that. That's the uh, real difference this year. Fair enough. He's only averaging uh, five tackle busts a game. 24 tackle... Uh, sorry, nine. No. What? 
No, no, it's so good. I was looking at tackles. Five he's tackles? Five yeah. tackles a game. <laughs> yeah. You're right. He's up to 45 tackle breaks so far. You're right. That is look one. Uh, look at one square over, and it says a big number nine. So if you sort of regress that back to his, you know, four to five, uh, I think he's more like a um, 50-point player, and that's what, he's at, that's what he's priced at. So, no, I'm not particularly interested. Excellent. All right, uh, guys, guy I want to talk about, though, Sonny Luke, 55 minutes, guys. Really what we want to see from Sonny Luke, which the team's worked out that he he looks really good as a dummy half, doesn't he, Mitch? He looks fantastic. We talked about him week two, I think, Stu, mm. that he did pass the eye test, and the only question was minutes. I'm going to throw one back to you, but not a hospital pass. Um, <laughs> do, do you think that the minutes are sustainable and they're going to increase? Like, do you feel like Cleary is sort of playing him into the team as the season progresses? Yes, I do. Look, round, game one, 26 points, but that was against a very tight game, like against the Broncos, right? So, you, and he was he was coming off that injury. Remember, he had that preseason injury, he didn't play yep. any of the preseason games. So, uh, after that, he then played the following week. So I'm just pulling it up here. Played 45 minutes versus the Rabbitohs for that 20. He then obviously got injured against the Eels three minutes to cop the HIA, missed a round. And then against the Seagulls, 54 minutes. And it wasn't even because Mitch Kenny wasn't getting minutes because Mitch Kenny played a fair few middle minutes in there as well. So without even injuries. So with that in mind, guys, I can see him getting sort of that 45 to 55 minutes. He's on a very good team and he... The way that he goes one way and then past the other, he's constantly busting the markers, right? Which which really leaves the option because the Panthers love running back at that uh, behind the ruck. So I, I reckon we're going to see lots of Sonny Luke while he continues to do that. And he's primed to make money, break him into 13. I have a big fat buy rating on Sonny Luke. Yeah, I just traded him. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, how about you? Uh, I don't know. Job security. Um uh, what's he priced at again? Sorry, he's three hundred nine k. Oh yeah, no, no, that's a really solid buy. Really solid buy. Yeah. The question is like, who are you guys selling out? Like, I'm selling well, out pre- Will Warbrick. Okay, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about Will Warbrick and a couple of the other guys who are frustrating me in my team. Obviously, Will Warbrick. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm at the top of the peak. Time to get off. And Tyrell okay. Sloan. I don't. He's the third one. Oh, I don't want to use three trades in a week, but God, I'm tempted. Uh, I'm just oh, saying for guys who, right. I'm only doing it for guys who make money. Trades for me at the moment have to equal money and Sonny Luke is money. Hmm. Anyway, unlike Tyrell Sloan who gained $1,000 last week. I mean, like you're hoping Tyrell Sloan can just get his break even this week, right? At 31. Oh, which will come I, too short. I'd be really hoping so. That's why he's going. Anyway, uh, guys, on the other side, Mitch Kenny, he for me, he's one of those guys who's really been disappointing for me. Yeah, twenty-five points, guys, and he's only averaging thirty-five. He's losing minutes. He played fifty-one minutes against a pretty atrocious manly side, and he just didn't do that much. So he conceded three penalties. He's an anemic fantasy player at this stage. Anemic. Yes. So he's losing money. You don't want him to be losing money. Get get sell. Looking at the other side, guys, I've got two guys I want to talk about. Two guys who I think are good buys this week. If you need an edge, and we talked about guys that potentially need an edge because you're training at Hopgood, Tyson Frizzell, he's back. He's not injured. He got 74 points last week. I can't see a great argument against buying him because he's still got probably 100K worth of value in him. Right, Nick? 
No, because isn't he a career like 52 edge or something? Uh, 52, 55, somewhere in that. So he did get the try last week. So you've got to take them off him. But you, you look at his scores this year. He's finding the line a fair bit because they're finding good ball near the line. Jackson Hastings getting him some good ball. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at the totality of his entire career. Um, you're saying he's having a career best year? Is that what you're inferring? I'm saying that he's having he's having a career up here, like near the upside of his career. It's tricky. It's tricky. I'm 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 skeptical when you've got such a big body of work that when he plays back row, his career average. Oh, I've got to filter out. Great podcast. 51.7. I'll, I'll, no, I'll spot on 52.4. Yeah. So he's a career 40, 52 in 101 games. That's a really good sample size. You're really saying he's having a career year. That's what you're saying. Oh, I'm saying that he's he's worth it. He's, he's playing some good sides. Anyway, uh, look, I think that he'll continue to do well. But you you know what? The Knights are probably due a little bit of aggression as well because they have had a pretty soft start to the season. So they played the Warriors, Tigers, uh, Raiders who were doing poorly at the time, Seagulls, and the Warriors again. So you're right, but I, I still like him. The other guy that I've got there is, and if nothing else, Nick, just have a think about who you'd prefer as far ahead of him this week. The other guy we really got to talk about, Phoenix Crosland. So he's named it Hooker, guys. So I had it in my pre pre teamless Tuesday notes. If you have a hooker. I'd say stop the pod and go and buy Phoenix Crosland right now. I don't know what you feel about that, Nick. Um, where is he this week? So Phoenix Crosland, 368K. He's the starting hooker. He's got a break even of 18. He's only got Kurt Mann off the bench. And really, if the bench is looking light. So what sort of minutes are you thinking? I'm thinking, I'm just going back to the games where he was playing hooker. So I'm thinking about 65 minutes. So, like a 40? Is that what you're sort of thinking? Like uh, a 0.66 ppm sort of thing? I'm thinking 40, yeah, 40, 45. Well, yeah, he's going to make uh, boatloads of money for sure. Well, he got a 55 against the Dolphins in round three in the, in that exact same position. Um, yeah, yeah oh. he's got a huge runway. That That's the main thing here, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? There is no one else. They're going to have to go to market. They're, they're probably going to try and get like a Harry Grant type situation. They have no one. They sold yeah, their backup hooker to, to the Titans. Just to be uh, for full disclosure here, that 55, he made 50, 50 tackles, tackles and missed none. He missed none. So if you sort of pencil in like two or three missed tackles, that sort of pegs it back to the 40s, which is still late. Yeah. Okay. There's yeah. money, money, money to be made. And um, for the rest of the year, that means he'll get that uh, Tanner Boy DPP too. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm in. That's a boom. Yeah, I, I've got him. Mitch, you interested? After Sonny on Sunny yeah. Luke, are you now interested in Crosland? Not as interested in Sonny Luke. Oh, sorry, not as interested in Crosland as I am Sonny Luke because Sonny Luke's on the Panthers and Crosland's at the Knights. That's true. Yeah, Been making plenty of tackles, make, though. He's got like double the minutes, yeah. It's going to be 60, 65 minutes versus like 30, 40. Oh, uh, God, guys, don't don't convince me. You, you got to be you got to be on the field to score uh, points. You know that. <laughs> like, uh, here we go, uh, guys. In the game series, played significant minutes. So against the Tigers, right? When Braley got that HIA, played sixty six minutes. There, he only missed two tackles, made forty two. For a score are we guaranteed he's going to be at hooker this weekend? At nine, there's no one else apart from why? Uh, How many weeks are we projecting he's going to get it? He's got okay. ACL. There's no one else. I, unless you know of another hooker in that squad, I'm 
I'm going to go the Knights squad right now, see even if they even got anyone in the top 30. <laughs> no, no, no. I saw something online from Barry Tui that they're investigating the, um, the trades uh, option of, sorry? Of a player loan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're trying to find anyone out there. So that sort of tells you that there is no one else out there, that this is just dire for their depth. Well, that they sold they sold uh, Chris Randall for Phoenix uh, for Greg Marzu. It looked great. Yeah, it's they, a good, they it's got, good trade. Yep. They got Kobe Ruggles, uh, who I don't know who he is. I've never seen him. Yeah, that's, that's who they got. <laughs> Do you think he's a pickup this week or against the Panthers? Do we have one more week? I feel like we probably have another week here. I, I think he's a defensive he's tackler. Up. Yeah, he's racking up tackles just like Chris Randall. Just like he's got a break even at 18. He had, 25, he had 25 tackles against the Warriors. That's not racking up tackles. He was, he, had, he, had, he, had, he was in the halves at that side. That's halves, why. Mate. So we uh, haven't seen him at hooker. No, we saw him at hooker uh, game, game two three. with the HIA and game it's, three. Round uh, two, he got 42 tackles, right, for a score of 44. And round three against the Dolphins, he got 50 tackles for a score of 54. Yes. The problem with this um, interchange these days is you don't know if someone, like a little guy like him, right, if he's interchanging into that ball playing locker, if he's interchanging into Hawkeye, so it just really mucks up the whole stats of the interchange. Kurt, Kurt Mann, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's just so That's annoying now. It is. It Look, used to be very simple. Like for fantasy, he's, he's playing like just hooker and that's it. That's it. So, look, these utility players make it hard. Anyway, I have a big fat buy on Phoenix Croslin. Are you and bringing it in, you? Yeah, I think I am. Pretty soon. Oh, it's going to be like Casey. <laughs> <laughs> look, I've just said that I've got four players. I really want to bring in Cheese, Sonny, Luke, and Phoenix Croslin this week. I'm not Bird. sure I can do three hookers. Okay? Oh, and Bird. And Bird. Fuck. Anyway, so I've got decisions to make, but like he's certainly in there. I think there's a ton of money to be made. Buy a dragon. I, 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 I would. I'm. I'm not going to bring in cheese this week, right? I'm not going to bring in cheese this week because these other two are better hooker options this week. Break even's better. Uh, moving on, guys. I've got the Panthers. Uh, I've got the Panthers by 15 in this one. I reckon that uh, Cleary will probably score a sneaky field goal at some point. Uh, Mitch, who have you got? I got like Panthers by 30. It's going to be a bloodbath. Excellent, Nick. Yeah, same thing. It's going to be blah, blah, 42. Yeah, yeah. sorry if you're traveling out to uh, Newcastle. Uh, guys, let's let's try and run through this one a little bit quicker. So we've got the Titans versus the Broncos. Mitch, take us away. Yeah, so Kieran Foran returns at the expense of Toby Sexton, who has been left out of the squad. Former West Tigers prop Thomas McKayley will make his club debut off the pine just weeks after joining the club from the Super League. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Corey Jensen comes in for prop Thomas Flegler, who's out with a concussion. Kobe Hetherington with a ruptured bicep joins the bench after missing the start of the season and most of last season with that repeat biceps injury. And Kevin Walters has otherwise stuck with uh, the side that was upset by the Raiders last week. So I'll kick us off quickly. Payne Haas. Sorry, no, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. The Titans, just uh, the, the, the team analysis was off. Thomas McKayla, he's in the extended bench. It's... um. Cruz Leeming, who's uh, making his debut off the pine in the number 14 jersey. Just to oh, clear that Right, right, right. Sorry. You're good. You're good. Uh, Payne Haas, we've talked about him. He's a hold probably for the season. Reese Walsh, uh, while he is an attacking stat fiend, I talked about this at the start. He's getting to the point where I may have to declare a whoopsie. Uh, I still can't justify getting on him because he is an attacking stat fiend, but I don't hate it if others have got on him. He has proven he can punch out the points. In the losing team in a tight game. So there's Reese Walsh. God damn it. That's it. 
Nick, who have you got, Paddy Carrigan? Yeah, the 48 in the 75 minutes is disappointing for Paddy. Um, wouldn't mind seeing some more attacking stats, some offloads, some tackle busts, because his running meters and his tackles are solid. I don't think you're missing anything from ha- uh, from not having him, but you're happy to have him in your team if you've already bought him. So I still hold that top of last week. Go on. That's yeah. it. Well, um, what have you got, Stu? Look, uh, really quickly, Jaden Campbell. So I've been trying to look up the timeline for AJ Brimson's return. If if we had three weeks, Jaden Campbell, he'd be a buy because uh, he will make a ton of money. He looked really good in that game. Uh, opposite Tyrell Sloan, as far as his involvement and usefulness in attack with that 68. Unfortunately, it's looking like we've probably only got a week or two more until AJ Brimson returns from a grade two hamstring. So they're saying, the Titans themselves are saying, four weeks for the grade two hamstring. What are you thinking, Mitch? Mitch is gone. Okay. Well, I'll ask Mitch that later. Uh, unless you're on mute. Nope. Okay. We no, have he's, also, gone. he's gone. Okay. We've also got, he may be raptured. Uh, we've also got David Fafita, guys, at uh, 64. He's another guy you can buy for Hopgood. He's definitely a trade-up. He's, he's still got some value. And if you believe that he's close to that 60-point guy... David Fafita really hasn't cracked it out. He's basically where he started the season. Uh, he's got a break even of 50 this week. You know, if if you think he's that 60-point guy, there's some money to be made there. I'm not going to get on, but I can understand why some people want to. He's passed one of his buys as well, and if you don't think that he's going to get that. Uh, Mitch, you back? 100%. <laughs> he's got his face full or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I get for not watching the video of you guys. Okay, I had, to put away the ch- I had to put away the chicken and then I decided I'd like a little bit of it. <laughs> That's great. Well, Mitch, expert opinion, mate. Cold, man. Great two. Like, been going for two hours. Great two, Hemi, bro. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Great two, Hemi. Uh, the oh, no, uh, Titans have on AJ Brimson. They have him back in four weeks. What are you thinking? Good luck with that. Excellent. Are you thinking more six? A minimum. Don't okay. forget, he's got that bloody pubic injury, man. Okay, so guys, if, we, if we're if we having a look then, we've got to really talk about Jonan Campbell just real quick here because wing fullback has been a shocker. Uh, so he went off in round four with that hamstring injury. It's been two weeks. If we think that there's another four weeks where he's away, the Titans play in that time, the Broncos, Dolphins, Eagles, Seagulls, and Eels. Do you reckon that Jagan Campbell's a good chance of making some good money, Nick? Um, his price are like four thirty-eight. Is that correct? That's correct. He's a career forty-three fullback, so he's worth six thirty. So there's a couple hundred grand to make, but how quickly he can make that depends upon his opponents. Which is um, who are the next three or four? Stu. Oh, sorry, I did just call them out and then I left the page because I I thought that you know I was pretty clear with that one. Uh, give me a second. <laughs> Pulling up now. Sorry, I'll pull out for you again. Broncos, Broncos Dolphins, Dolphins, Manly. Yep, Manly and Eels. Para, Newcastle. Yeah, that's not a bad run, actually. Now, look at it. Um, geez, that's pretty good. I don't mind that. Yeah. So, with that in mind, I'm thinking that, uh, you know, Jane Campbell could be a bit of a buy there for those who are suffering that's the wing fullback. That's a huge pod. Yeah, that's a huge pod buy. I really like it's, that. It's that's the sort really of thing we can take Woolbrick you can take a guy like Sloan and turn to someone you actually want to play in your 17. That's where I'm but at. But it's with just, that one. Um, just uh, job security. You just know you've got to trade him out soon. You know that you've got to trade him out, and it's just he's a vehicle to someone better. And if AJ Brimson suffers a setback, you're good to go. Because, yeah, because by the sounds of that four weeks, it, it didn't seem right that a grade two hamstring is four weeks. Uh, 
apart from that, guys, so we've got David Feeder. That's about it. From my side, there's not many Titans worth owning. Uh, oh, Tanner Boyd, guys. I know he got the 40. He didn't drink much of the milkshake last week, but Toby Sexton, he's not even... That's how much they hate him there these days. He went straight out of the 21. He's banished back to New South Wales Cup. So, Shadow Realms. <laughs> with that in mind, uh, Tanner Boyd is, for me, a hold. So, look, guys, I have the Broncos. I have them winning this one by about 24. Uh, Nick, what have you got? Yeah, Bronx by 40. I think it's going to be a whitewash. Mitch, you disagree. What have you got? Broncos by six. It's always a close game. That's true. Queensland derby. All right, guys, we're finally up to the Sunday games. We've got the Raiders versus the Dragons. This is the toilet bowl of the weekend. Nick, take us away. Um, yeah, this isn't a great game, is it? Definitely a toilet ball. Ricky Stewart's man will be brimming with confidence after knocking off tabletoppers Brisbane. And this week they get back three of the best players in Jackie, Jack White, Joey Tarpanay, and Nick Kotrick. The later replaces John Rappanay with that head knock and a few stitches in his head, uh, while club legend Jared Croker has retained his spot somehow as he closes within six games with 300. Peter Holler, Brad Schneider drop out of the 20, uh, drop out of the 17, sorry. Francis Mullo, who we mentioned is, is suspended, has been replaced by Zane Musgrove at prop. Uh, comes in for Mikhail Ravalau, who's out with that hammy injury. So um, I'll kick this off with uh, Birdie, guys. 626k with the 64, 31 break even. Only one uh, bad score of 32 where he played off the bench this year, but he's really busy. His only vice is 3.2 missed tackles, which is just something you get with Bird. I was really skeptical, but really is a solid buy at this stage to pair as a centre keeper with a sweet schedule coming up. Um, so I got it was a pretty pretty good buy. Mm-hmm. He's only gone up a little bit in price, so you're not paying too much of a premium for him if you're unhappy with your centre options. I like it. I like it a lot, Nick. I've been thinking about Jackie Bird as a centre fix because it looks like Lemuel Ellie was not the answer, and all these other guys they're just expensive. So Jackie Bird is scoring middles middles points, right? Just what, what we yeah, like in our centers. The, the important thing for Bird is that the Dragons are pretty much full strength and he's still scoring well, which is why we were a bit skeptical. So, yeah, that's a reason why to jump on. Excellent. Mitch, Tyrell Sloan. Yeah, guys, a couple of early drops really seem to hurt his confidence. I've made most of my cash and I'm looking to probably get out in the next week or so. There might be a little bit more money. I just don't think he can take the risk with this Dragon side as it continues to struggle. I just can't justify... Telling people to hang on for that much longer. You've made your 100K. Uh, if you can get out, now's probably the time. I'll hold a week just because I have other priorities. But if if he if I didn't, I would probably get rid of him this week. Yep. No, I get it. I think he's going to go backwards this week. I uh, could do okay, but the Raiders, you know, depending which Raiders turn up. Uh, guys, um, let's let's talk about... I know we said we we're going to talk about Ben Hunt, but when he top scores with an 83, scores the match-winning try and then drops the game... With a drop ball, uh, we've got to talk about him a little bit. 83, guys. Uh, Nick, is this the Mirage? Or, no, you know... no. Yep, yep. Move on. Excellent. Nothing to see here. Okay, Joe Tarpane, guys. I've got him in an official watch status this week. Simply due to the fact that he's missed so many games. Hasn't really kicked it off this season. Uh, I can understand why owners are reaching the end of their patience with him. Obviously, he does play that really nice uh, schedule. He's got one by round eight. He's the guy who's got the by round eight. And then you've got the run all the way through to round 15. So really just make a decision this week whether we want to keep him or not. Uh, no, keep him. Keep him. If you've got him, keep him. You've bought yeah. him for a reason. He's got the buy next week. 
and he's got the nice schedule after that. So definitely do not sell him. Yeah, it's just it's just whether you want to sell him next week or not. So uh, I, look, I want to watch him no, this week. I'm, no, I'm hoping that he hold. plays really well. No, no, I'm overruling hold. If you think you're selling, don't do it. Fair enough. The other guy that we got to talk about is Jamal Fogarty, guys, because he's finally turned in a decent score after a 20 the week before. Again, this was without Jackie one, so he was playing, drinking a lot of the milkshake. But he got a really good score. He's turned it around. He's dropped a, over 100 grand this year. So Jamal Fogarty, he's worth a look. But I don't know, Nick, would you rather have Matty Burton? Yes. Excellent. Mitch, I know they're not as high in Burton. What about you? Uh, uh, yeah, Matt Burton. Excellent. Problem solved. So, look, just just really if you want to pod more than anything else. Uh, there's really no one else to talk about, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm really going to write off Hudson Young because he's just been way too erratic to own this year. Uh, Agreed. So he's just dropped too many points there. That's it for me. So, uh, oh, sorry, we've got to talk about Toby Couchman, guys. He got a 48 off the bench the other day. I couldn't, most people can't really work out why he got that 48, as in, like, you know, where it came from. Mitch, you were watching the game. What were you thinking? I didn't really notice Couchman, if I'm perfectly honest. Uh, but I, I just, there are too many good cashies this week to even consider a Dragons player. Okay. I'd wait. I'd wait at least one more week. You could get. Uh, He's got a break even minus one. I don't care. You get Sunny Luke. You get Phoenix Crossland. Both of them have better job security than Toby Couchman. St. George are going to continue to lose, and you just don't know what they're going to do next. I think it's full of risk. Excellent. Like I, I'd give it one more week. Uh, I'm just looking at his stats now. He had 34 tackles, two tackle busts, uh, two offloads, two hand. That's probably what really helped his stats. And he had 82 kick, uh, 82 run meters. His minutes were up also from an yeah. average of about 40 to 51. And that's that's where my concern comes in, man. Like, you just don't know what St. George is doing week to week. I think you'd be taking a pretty big risk there. That's true. Just to push back on uh, on Couchman, he's actually been, I think, top three or top five of the um, rugby, league, rugby league eye test, the involvement rate he puts together, which looks at the number of tackles and runs percentage of your involvement of your total place he's just absolutely involved in everything like Reuben Cotter sort of was so um, yeah. I think he's I think he's definitely worth uh, bringing in if you need a DP, cheap DPP and you can't afford Jackson Ford yeah look I, I definitely think that uh, Couchman has some value to him I think that he's getting time in there simply to the fact that he's one of the better like they're cycling through these middle forwards who aren't performing at the Dragons I think that Hook's happy to play one that does or at least he's trying hard. So, you know, all these other guys, they're dropping off tackles and whatever else, but Couchman seems to be playing, trying really, really hard. So oh, I need to see one more week of 50 minutes, though. Fair enough. Okay, well, let's let's see whether we can see another week of uh, Toby Couchman. I just uh, think, you know, a coach under the pump is going to keep going from player to player, and if he does one more one more big week, then I'm, then I'm in. I know he's minus one break even, which is not great for waiting that week, but I think it's a good idea, too. Okay, fair enough. Yep, uh, take your risk there. Only other side is at 315k, you can probably take a shot and not lose too much. No, uh, not at all. I just I just want to caution people that there's some risks associated with that one. Oh, it sure is. Yeah, two weeks you could be trading them out. Uh, excellent, guys. Uh, look, I've got the Raiders by six in this one. I reckon it be a pretty close game. What about you, Nick? Uh, Dragons by four. Excellent. Mitch? Uh, it's going to be a draw and the Dragons will lose an extra time. Sounds about right. Benny Hunt will drop the ball. <laughs> if God. only that was a sports bet option. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay, last game of the weekend, guys. Take us through this one real quick. We have the Eels versus the Bulldogs. This one I definitely want to get to as well. 
So over there at Combank Stadium, 4 p.m. at Parramatta. So guys, for the Eels, uh, we have Junior Paulo is back, which puts William Greg to the bench. Jack Murchie drops out of 17. Uh, otherwise, the squad's the same, which unfortunately, guys, for us, leaves Jermaine Hopgood at 14. I'd hope that Ryan Madison went back to the bench as part of that middle rotation, but no, he's kept the 13th spot. Uh, on the other side, guys, big news for the Doggies. Tevita Pengai Jr. is back. First game of the season, starting, right? Um, and then Viliami Kikau is back. Raymond Fatala Mariner is back. I'm a Bra- bit more interested in uh, Matt Burton. <laughs> That's it. Braden Burns is replacing Josh Adokar. And Jaden Ockenbore is back from his one-game suspension. Uh, why I don't understand why Jaden Ockenbore is still in this game. Moving on. Uh, at least why he's not off playing for Canberra. Uh, <laughs> where everyone else who gets in trouble goes. Um, moving on. So, guys, Mitch, Ryan Madison, he got a 60. He's he's a really looking a good option for out there for people looking for an exit for Jermaine Hopgood. If, have we got any interest or are we worried about origin? Nick? Who? Ryan Madison. No, nah, I think it's too risky because I've got him penciled in. Yep. How about you, Mitch? Oh, I think he's. I think there are just better options out there at the moment. I'd probably go. I know Teague Wilton won't score as many points, but I'd probably probably go to Teague Wilton. Excellent. Uh, look, I like I like Maddo, but uh, yeah, with that worry that he might pick up Origin, he's gone from an outright buy to a little bit of concern for me. So I think I'll wait a week or two, pick up Torhu for about eighty grand less. Guys, we also got to talk about uh, Paul Alamotti. He's a whole guys because he's moved to the wing. We've got to talk about Mitch Moses. He got a seventy three. He's a flat track bully. Playing against his old squad, so expects from him. He's a decent halves buy if you don't want to pick up SJ or if you've already got him and you've sold clear and you need someone else. Cartwright, Bryce Cartwright, guys. A few weeks ago, we thought that he was a sell. It looks like we could the Cardi party could continue indefinitely. Fifty three. Nick, were you expecting this? No, not at all. And uh, he scored that awesome try as well. So yeah, I'm really impressed with him. Really happy. <laughs> really happy. I held. And playing outside Mitchy Moses, I can't think of a reason why I, you know, he can't repeat it this week, right, Mitch? Yeah. Why? Why not? Yes, he's, he's, he's no, running why? up against the dogs pack that's just a little bit undercooked, right? Like, yes, they're back, but they're also, you know, a, a little bit hard done by. The only the only issue with Cardi this week, he is running up against Viliami Kiki. So, we'll see how that pans out for him. Uh, Cardi could be a sell soon, but he's not yet. Dylan Brown, 47, still take off. Sean Russell, fellas, 30. He's, uh, 30 is not amazing for us, but there are really almost no centers, uh, or, you, you know, wing fullbacks in that low range who might be worth buying. Hayes Perham showed with his minus two that he's not worth buying, buying, but Sean Russell, 324k, break unit of 19. Uh, would he be a neat option to, to sneak out of a guy like Warbrick or Sloan for you, Mitch? Uh, not at this stage, mate. I think uh, yeah, I think he's the only option, but I don't really want to cash out to any wing fullbacks at the moment, but Sean Russell's probably the best best one out there. He's, yeah, that's one thing. He's probably the best cheapy around at the moment if you're looking to exit because it looks like he's got that uh, mongrel to him. What about you, Nick? What Did, did you catch this game? Uh, he's had to step away. No, oh, no, no, no. I, I, I missed the. Um, I've watched the Ko mini. I haven't watched the full game, so I, I don't really, have a, I don't really have a sense for it. You know. Fair enough. Well, look, at eighty minutes. 
And in his 30 points, he got one line break, 14 tackles, two missed tackles, and a turnover tackle, 107 metres gained. So in my mind, it was a pretty solid performance for his 30. Uh, if you get some attacking stats in there, he'll, I reckon he'll do pretty well. So I've got a slight buy on Sean Russell. It's more just one of those, if you need to exit, he's a good port in the storm. Uh, Mitch, how do you think this game's going to go? I got the dogs by four. Excellent. Nick? got the eels by 14. I think... Uh... Yeah, the dogs might take a week to click. Uh, yeah, look, I reckon this one will be really tight. Um, I've got the Eels by two. I think that they'll get there. I think Mitch Moses is icing a few games at the moment. But the Eels haven't blown anyone away. They didn't blow the Tigers away. They kind of let them back in. It's like they put the queue in the rack for a little while. So I, I reckon this one will be a close one. So I reckon it'll be worth watching. I'm going to try and get there. Uh, with that in mind, guys, uh, let's get to the captaincy. So, Mitch, who have you got this week? I got King Cleary as my captain, Payne Haas as my vice, and I couldn't really come up with a spicy this week at the moment, guys, so I'm open to suggestions. I, I picked Mitch Moses last week, and that worked out pretty well. Mm. Uh, I, might, I might go Matt Burton with the return of uh, his forward pack. I'll go Matt Burton. That's awesome. Spicy. That is, that's, that's right. hot chili pepper spicy. All right. Yep. Uh, how about you, uh, Nick? Who have you got? Uh, I don't own Hines, but I've got Cleary as my captain, Hines as, as the vice, I think, if you got him. I got Munster at fullback as the uh, spice choice. That, that's good. I like that. I like that. I, like I that. absolutely like that. Uh, I do have Cleary, and then I've got Haas as my vice captain. Uh, but yes, I think that Munster is an excellent spicy choice there. He has a known history. He'd be one of the best fullbacks in the league. So I guess when you're one of the best players, you're one of the best players wherever you're playing, as long as you get your hands on the ball. So guys, uh, trades this week. I know who I want to sell. I just haven't worked out who I want to buy. So for me on the chopping block is Warbrick, Sloan, and Hopgood. Uh, Nick, who are you thinking? Yeah, I think uh, uh, Hopgood and Warbrick, they've, they've probably got to go, I think, just from a value point of view. And um, as you mentioned, there's a few guys to bring in. I was thinking... Um, Bird was at the top of shopping this, but he does. Whilst he represents a bit of consistency, he doesn't necessarily represent a whole bunch of value. So I might um might just park some cash this week and pick up some value picks. I like it. I like it, and that'll that'll give you some money to uh, buy some of the guys. Maybe some of the Tigers pick up Appy next week. <laughs> Actually, Appy uh, had a really good game. I must say yeah, we, we didn't chat chat about the Tigers, but uh, Appy back with a fifty five, Nick. You probably yeah, I didn't watch him, mate. We we probably got to see one more game, but he he started to look better again, making his tackles. I think he's really started to work out that the team, uh, he's really good. Just got to go out there and make it happen, which is good to see. And they were more competitive because of it. But I also want to see how they, he got eighty minutes. And I just want to see how they go with the way he out. That's got to hurt. So I don't know. Is what that career gone, Mitch? The way one more. So he got one more shot. Excellent. Yep. Okay. Oh, I th- I think he. I feel really bad for him because he ticks all the boxes as far as a, a complete NRL player. But three in four or five years, that's not good. Uh, speaking about guys returning, Billy Smith returned by New South Wales Cup last week. Wow, good on him. Yep. Well done, Billy Smith. You're not listening, mate. But if we're still wishing you all the best. Uh, Mitch, any trades for you? Yeah, I'm looking to trade out the same guys as you. I'm just tossing up between Fafita and Woolton. Uh, for Hopgood and then Sonny Luke and Croslands for uh, Will Warbeck. So I just got to figure out which way I want to go. And I may, may trade out Sloan as well for one of those two players. So I, may, I might get rid of Sloan, Cros- uh, sorry, Sloan, 
uh, Warbeck and Hopgood all in one go. Awesome. Yep, look, uh, it's, it's a pretty ugly week, so you've got to find a wing fullback. Maybe Jaden Campbell might be spice enough for you. Uh, no, no, I'll just move uh, I'll just move Isaiah Thompson into oh, nice. fullback for a week. Got it. Uh, guys, okay, so uh, look, we, we do have a few questions this week, but we're really long on time. I'm just having a look through if there's some super good questions. Uh, I'll, I'll only I'll only answer the really quick ones, guys. It's worth going now early for Teddy. The answer is no, break in of 70. Is Kepi so yes? Uh, I'm trying to think if we talked about Couchman. Uh, Tom Conway, well done, mate. I did pip you by two points. Uh, no, the uh, Tom, uh, no, mate. Tohu's not going to pick up. Uh, he'll probably get 70 minutes this week. We'll probably need a week to get up steam, right, Mitch? Returning off an yep. MCL? Yep, I, I think so. Yep, okay, so 65-70. Um, and uh, Tom Conway's also asking, does he move Meany to Teddy? And I'd, I probably, mate, hold, because Teddy's got that break even at 70. He's just going to drop more coin, mate. So get him cheaper. So, guys, we'll return everyone else. Uh, answer the rest of your questions, just because this one has gone on for so long. It's currently 10 past 10 here, so it's pretty late for us all. With that in mind, guys, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for the people who do turn up every week to to ask the questions as well, like and support. Uh, we really appreciate this. We do this, you know, just because we enjoy it. But, you know, the fact that you guys enjoy it too certainly adds a bit of incentive on our side. So thank you. Also, thank you, Nick, and thank you, Mitch, for your effort tonight. Uh, really good, good work this week, guys. All good. And uh, just a reminder, that's uh, the 80-minute draw... Sandwich better fifty to one on which game again is the Manly Storm game? The Battle of Brookvale. <laughs> That's it. The Battle of Brookvale. Uh, let's just hope that it's not called off as a draw, right? <laughs> There's some like freak act of God and Mitch is out a thousand bucks worth of sandwiches. So Oh, I'd be so sad. Just, just, just remember, Mitch, that you've basically gone somewhere between seven hundred and fifty and a thousand dollar bet. <laughs> I, I, I just can't see it happening. Fair enough. Well, look, mate, I'm just saying it's a lot to win a series. I'm sure everyone will be thrilled. Anyway. If she doesn't listen to the podcast, I should be fine. Okay. Excellent. Well, guys, with that in mind, thank you, everyone. And this is the Boom or Bust podcast signing out for Teamless Tuesday, number seven. Thanks for listening to the Boom or Bust podcast. Make sure to subscribe and check out our Facebook page for more info.